today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. We've spent a lot of time uh, talking about the opioid crisis here in uh, Canada, here in Ontario, and spe- specifically here in the Hamilton area in the last little while. You may remember just a few weeks ago we did a five-part series about the opioid crisis and the concerns that were raised. Well, the number of opioid prescriptions filled here in the Hamilton area is well above the provincial average, and it's, a, it's an astounding number, and it's climbing. Why? The numbers are alarming considering the ongoing issues that we've talked about, and so have many others in this community. Joining us to talk about this is Dr. Joshua Tepper, President and CEO of Health Quality Ontario. Dr. Tepper, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Let's uh, first of all talk about the, the, the statistics here, and we can get into the wherefore and the why maybe a little bit later on. Were you surprised by these numbers? Actually, I was. Uh, I was quite surprised. You know, this issue, as you pointed out uh, in your opening, is, is not news. The risks of opioids, the overdoses, the, the dependency and addiction that can develop uh, is, is been around for several years, both in the general lay discussions, but also in the health profession. And so to find out that over a three-year period, the number of Ontarians getting opioids is actually increasing, and that the potency uh, of the opioids that are being used is increasing, were both really striking findings and quite concerning. And, and what bothered me about this when I saw these numbers, Doctor, is because uh, we've had similar discussions maybe about, for instance, tobacco use uh, a few years ago, despite the fact that there were warnings, despite the fact that there was, I thought, empirical evidence that, that you know, this, there's a health hazard here, people were still buying it. But that was just over the counter. This is a controlled substance. This is something that, for the most part, you have to get through a doctor. And, and you would think that if there are red flags up, that maybe the physicians would be doing something about this. But when you look at these numbers, and, and for those who have not seen the report, uh, it translates into the Hamilton area here, about 90 opioid prescriptions filled per 100 in the population. That's astounding. Uh, it's uh, So about one in seven Ontarians, yeah. seven Ontarians uh, are re- receiving opioid prescriptions, which, again, is a huge number. Uh, and again, over the three years we looked at, 450,000 more opioid prescriptions a year uh, at the end of the study period than the beginning. I think it is important, again, uh, and that is one of the, I think you're right to highlight, we think a lot about, you know, quote-unquote street drugs, you know, things coming in China, fentanyl and all that, uh, based opioids that we looked at, and it is a major source of opioids into society. Uh, but we should also be clear that these are very complex and difficult challenges to solve. And we, but we always have to put this rider into our discussions about this. Now, I'll insert it here, Doctor, because I do want to be fair about this, is that opioids, if used properly, can be a very effective methodology f- towards pain control, uh, post-surgery, and in so many other institutions. So, I mean, it's, it's not as if we're talking about an illegal substance that's totally evil. It's the misuse of this substance that I think is really at the root of this problem. Exactly. So what we want to be really careful of in this report is to highlight the trend, to highlight the urgency, but we don't want to demonize doctors at all. No. Uh, What we don't want to do is, A, to have people feel there's never a role for opioids. As you point out, appropriately tailored to the patient in the right way, it's a very important way of controlling pain, uh, both acute and in very select cases potentially ongoing. Uh, and the other thing, we don't want to stigmatize the patients with chronic pain. We don't want to push people who have 
pain out of the healthcare system, feel ashamed in any way that they're taking opioids, uh, and possibly even dependent and addicted at this stage as well. So we want to create positive momentum with a report like this, not sort of a shame and name and blame uh, culture. One of the other areas that's uh, that's talked about here, and it's an interesting twist on this that I was not uh, previously aware of, is, is actually what's being produced and what's being prescribed here right now. Uh, there seems to be a shift away from codeine. And what are they using as an alternative now, Doctor? Yeah, so what we saw a decrease is some of the what we call the less potent ones, uh, like codeine and morphine, and a shift into some of the higher potency opioids uh, called hydromorphone in particular has really increased. And again, that was, I think, another surprise finding. Why that's happening is a little bit uncertain. Uh in some ways, some people may feel there's less side effects, uh, better efficacy with hydromorphone. Some of it may be industry advertising and uh, pharma advertising as well, which is driving this. I suspect there's a variety of factors, uh, but it is a very significant issue because these are very, you know, highly potent medications uh, with potential interactions with other medications, with things like alcohol. And again, if they get into the hands of somebody else who's not been on, it can quickly lead to an overdose. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.